0: Hey, how you doing? I'm Steve Fall and welcome to another one. This episode of Being Freelance is supported by Pension B, the flexible pension for the self-employed. They make it easy to contribute as much or as little as you like, as often as you like. Get set up in minutes and then get back to business. And if you've got existing pensions, it's easy to bring them together. Start saving for a future beyond being freelance. Download the app or head to pensionbee.com. Here comes the serious bit. Pension B is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. With investments, your capital is at risk. But right now, let's find out what it's like being freelance. For web designer and developer, Ryan Gittings.
1: So I made a very conscious decision to focus on prioritising healthy work-life balance and enjoying my work over just trying to make masses of profit. Obviously work is very important and there's a a job to be done always but there's also personalities and people behind every company so it's just about having that communication and having that good relationship and I think that's done me well over time really to, to make friends as well as colleagues. We literally live and learn by our mistakes really. If you jump in headfirst and try and have a plan around what you want to do and how you want to do it and stick by some of your key sort of values and principles, you know, I don't think you can go too far wrong really. You can just learn.
0: Yes, yeah, so there is Ryan, who is from Herefordshire here in the UK. It's in England, but it's very close to Wales. It's nice beautiful anyway his story coming up very soon indeed don't forget you're not alone being freelance the being freelance community is very easy to find and it's full of freelancers like you from around the world supporting each other having a laugh uh, cheering each other on if you've got a question, you know, like when you're sitting there and you're mulling thing over and it's driving you mad, you go in there, you ask the question, people come to your aid. Um, go to beingfreelance.com, click the link, come join us in the community. Also, we now have Being Freelance clothing. So there's always been the Being Freelance mugs and other things and the stickers for your laptops. Now there's uh, hoodies, tees, sweatshirts, uh, all the details at beingfreelance.com. Somebody asked me if they ship internationally from the UK. They do. Uh, so go take a look. Being Freelance.com. If you fancy that, go to beingfreelance.com slash shop. And hello to all of those who have recently signed up for the course as well. There's a course for new freelancers. If you're thinking of going freelance or you're in your first year, what I like about it is it's not just me telling you what I've done, for example, which is what a lot of courses are uh, by their very nature, right? You have a teacher, they tell you their experience. But this is based on everybody I've spoken to for the podcast. So it's like having 250 experienced freelancers behind you (laughs) suggesting things saving you from yourselves and saving you from googling everything so if that sounds like you go to beingfreelance.com click course if it sounds like someone you know please do tell them about it that would be massively appreciated by them and me right um let's crack on shall we here this week's guest and that is freelance web designer and developer Ryan Gittings hey Ryan hello as ever how about we get started hearing how you got started being freelance
1: yeah so take it back about 10 years now or back before that literally started in Dreamweaver started building sites out in my own time worked on from school college had a bit of a passion for it a bit of a love for it started building out um, some sites and sort of created like a almost like a fake portfolio almost Um, and then luck happened literally just up the road from me there was a an agency who they did websites signs and vehicle graphics that sort of stuff so anything sort of uh, startup businesses let's say it wasn't even sort of hiring, really. I just sort of walked in on, on the off chance and ended up getting hired part-time. So went sort of two, three days a week. So sorry, you, you literally just turned up one day? Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, it sounded like a crazy idea. But my parents were like, you need to get a job. And they said, literally, just go, go around half a day to a day. Just drop into as many companies who you'd like to walk for as possible and just walk in there. Show them your portfolio and see what you can do.
0: And the portfolio was stuff that you created yourself?
1: Yeah, so like friends and family who wanted sites, um, almost some fake sites that I just sort of designed and built or redesigned Mm -hmm. um, just to get a body of work so I could go somewhere knowing, right, I can show this. They They can look at it, see it, and I can send them links afterwards just to sort of prove almost that, you know, I, I can do it. Love it. And how old were you then? I was 16, 17 at the time. So I was awesome. in, co- in college. So I was sort of part-time work, part-time college, because I went to college for sort of three days a week. Um, And then the other two, I was literally working. And then after the first year of college, I actually dropped out. I passed everything. It wasn't a case of, you know, a college dropout. But I literally just thought, it's not really much point being here. You know, I was studying sort of computer science. Um, to be fair I don't want to play my own trumpet but I found it really easy and not really challenging so um, as I say I I sort of dropped off college and then started to pick up basically going from part-time to near enough full-time at this agency and that was obviously building websites Um, so I was generally my day-to-day was building websites but because it was just me and my boss at the time I was helping out with all sorts of other things like the signs aspect so it's quite a well to be fair it was a massive learning curve for me not only in Obviously working and being employed, but also my boss was really good in getting me involved with everything. So, you know, in terms of business aspect, running the business, even to sort of being involved in meetings and stuff. And as a 16, 17-year-old, my boss having the confidence in me to take me to that sort of stuff was obviously amazing at the time and really valuable for me, be probably being where I am today, to be honest. Mm. And then literally was there two or three years I sort of decided that things not not necessarily weren't working out, but I just felt I could do a lot more you know myself probably just web focused rather than having all these other aspects involved so i sort of st- slowly went freelance and started working on freelance stuff mainly once again for friends and family more than anything and and the odd person or acquaintance that i knew and then eventually went full time freelance so uh did that for a couple of years um, and obviously still doing that now, but then set up my own company where I sort of house everything in. So I have like a freelance site that I target all the freelance stuff um, and people who are looking for freelance. Then also a local agency, what it's called made by Kingfisher, which, as I say, which houses everything, but is also geared towards more heritage-based companies who are looking for an agency service, which I can generally offer. You know, I have experience with the web design, the development, even sort of doing personal stuff with apps and things. So I think feel like I've got a lot to add um, and sort of targeting that agency sort of side, people looking for agencies in, in Herefordshire as well. So that's how I suppose I am where I am today.
0: really want to talk about that, that whole thing of having one freelance persona, one agency persona. But before we do, how did you manage that transition between like working and then going freelance? Like what what did you do to, to prepare and sort of make that leap?
1: Um, it's a very good question. So I probably did it in an unhealthy way, really. So what I was doing, I was working full time, and I was slowly but surely building up work to work evenings and weekends. And it got to the stage where I was working very unhealthy hours, really. Um, But at the time as a 16 or 17 year old, not having life exposure, I suppose, you know, it was doable, it was manageable. So I started sort of moonlighting, as as they call it. Um, And it got to the stage where, as I say, I was running out of time in the day. Um, so I thought something has to obviously change. And that's where I started thinking, right, I should make the leap to freelance. So it made that bridge from employment to freelance quite easy because I built up the confidence knowing that I have enough work to to take it on. So, yeah, it was fairly risk-free, both me being 16, 17, still li- living with parents, and then also, you know, having the confidence in the work workflow that I could probably maintain it because I'd done that for a period of sort of three, six, nine, I can't really remember, but it was, a, it was a long period of time where I felt I had enough work to to keep me going at the time in my life where I had very little outgoings. As I say, looking back on it now, it probably wasn't healthy. And I wouldn't recommend it necessarily, but it was the way that I did it and it's the way probably I, as I say, I probably wouldn't have took the leap straight from employ- employment to freelance without having that bit of a trial period where I was moonlighting. So
0: yeah. Yeah, it sort of gave you the confidence that you could get the work, I guess.
1: Yeah, and just confidence that I could run my own business as well. So I was, I was both employed and self-employed technically at the time. And obviously there was things like um, tax returns and, and, and obviously invoicing and management of, of time, but also of, of finance as well. You know, it just gave me confidence in myself that I actually can, I can run a business. Mm. Um, uh, and that was how I sort of transitioned really. The difficult thing is recommended. Like I really wouldn't recommend someone to do that. But in my case, it, it worked It worked out. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah.
0: It's amazing that, you know, your boss at that agency was getting you so involved. What in particular do you think that you learned that you then took forward into your own business?
1: The biggest thing I think for me was getting involved in the meeting aspect um, and the process from maybe initial contact with a client to final delivery um so as I say being involved in that meeting initial consultation he was very good at that part of it so I learned a lot of of tips and and, and tricks off him uh, and yeah just that just that process more than anything the structure and process around getting initial let's say lead and converting that and then also making sure you know you deliver quality but on time uh, and really having that client relationship so I probably learned a bit of the the sales aspect, I think, I, which I wouldn't have gained being employed as just a web designer because, you know, I'll be just sat in front of a computer every day. And that was not only in the web world. It was in the graphics, the ve- you know, vehicle graphics, the sign stuff. So it gave me a really well-rounded piece of knowledge to take forward into, into my own stuff. And that's obviously influenced things like my website and the way that I market myself, my sales process, how that works and how I convert leads. Um, and then also just just client relationship, you know, having that good relationship with clients on, on an ongoing basis, you know, generally I back myself. I'll get a lead in that's a good lead that I really want. You know, I'd say eight eight times out of ten I, I convert it if 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 the conditions are right in terms of budget and time frame and things. So mm. I probably wouldn't have had that without him. To be fair, so
0: you went full time freelance when you were about twenty.
1: Uh, yeah, about nine eighteen nineteen.
0: 19? Yeah, nineteen, I think. Yeah, <laughs> wow. And from that very first moment, did you do the whole? Here's me as a freelancer, Ryan Gittings. Here's me as an
1: agency made by Kingfisher. Did you do that from the off? No, I didn't. I didn't so um, there was a period of sort of two years, three years, I think. so what happened generally was i'd I'd gone freelance. I set up a website that was purely for freelance. I knew I wanted to rank for certain terms both locally. And nationally, let's say. So I always sort of honed in on wanting to try and rank for terms like freelance web designer, freelance web developer, specifically locally to begin with. But what I found over a period of two to three years. So when I first started up, I had that initial sort of wave of clients where you know I'd done some work, they referred me on, and so on, so on. Um, And the agency that I actually worked for ended up finishing for one reason or another, Um, and a lot of the clients that I worked. Or before, sort of come to me and needed my help because they knew of my name. They just Googled me, found my website, and said, I think you used to work at the agency. Ah. Um, and that gave me, obviously, a real head start almost in my freelance. So, for sort of two years, I felt like I didn't even really need to market myself too much, um, which is obviously very fortunate. But after that, I started to look at every aspect of the business. So, obviously, I was just starting to rank for terms like freelance web designer and getting some traffic from there. Um, but i also then saw uh, a massive gap in the Herefordshire market i think at the time and it's changed a little bit now but at the time um companies specifically weren't really looking for freelance web designers they were looking for agencies uh, and i I'd, I'd been invited to tender for a few things and the, the term freelance put a few companies off um just because i don't know whether it was that sort of stigmatism around it or just because it's one individual that they're relying on but there was it was very much uh, put me on the back foot when I was pitching for stuff but how did you know that mainly from the the pitching process so I pitched for jobs um, and generally I wasn't getting it um, and there was a, several local other local companies which are obviously great uh, and I just sort of dug into the details as to why that was asking for feedback and a good a good percentage of it was because I was an individual and, and freelance and probably not having that opportunity to explain How I can compare to an agency, or what the benefits are in comparison to an agency, and I think it was a very much local thing, you know, especially Herefordshire not being the technological sort of hub at the time. I think everything's changed, especially in the last few years, but at the time, um, just a little bit behind, you know, the major cities. Yeah, so I sort of set about. I always had an idea of trying to create a, a company, a hub where. For obviously, the web stuff sort of went into it, but sort of side projects, and other things all sat under this umbrella of Made by Kingfisher. That's why it's not too web related, the company name, because I knew I wanted to do side projects and, and different bits uh, and maybe branch out in the future. So that's where I sort of housed it. And for the last sort of couple of years, I've made that Made by Kingfisher company just an agency where I target mainly for SEO more than anything else. You know, people who are searching for a local agency within the local areas, really. So that's how it came about, and that's the reasons for it. Probably, in terms of, let's say, an agency or a structural point of view, in terms of my initial target of trying to get more local work or break down that freelance barrier, probably not as successful as I'd like it to have been. Uh, I've definitely got local work, but I wouldn't say it's been, you know, a massive increase. I still think there are local agencies who, as I say, who already do a great job, who I'm competing against. Who who do well and get get a lot of the jobs, but yeah, I think as I say, it's all, always changing, everything's adapting. But that was the initial sort of reason for it. And have you worked on projects
0: where you've you've hired other people to work with you?
1: Once or twice. So I, a few years ago, I got really really busy, and I thought about scaling up and you know hiring contractors or working with specific people who I knew and trusted. But I love building for the web. I love what I do. Uh, and I didn't want to be managing other people to do that. Um, so I made a very conscious decision, I think, to focus on prioritizing a healthy work life balance and enjoying my work over just trying to make masses of profit um and 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 probably reduce quality to a certain extent. You know, I'll probably obviously be relying on others by, you know, by the nature of the world, it's it is going to be projects that aren't don't go smoothly or you have to be involved with um So, yeah, I I sort of made a conscious decision against not doing that. I have, in terms of the company, I have employed one other member of staff for a period of time um, just to help out with, um, you know, sort of the running of business, really. So inquiries, you know, handling of uh, sort of accounting stuff and just general bookkeeping and and that sort of stuff, just to, uh, once again, allow me just to focus on what I want to do, you know, and that's build websites. Um, And I am looking to do that again shortly, to be fair. It's got to the stage where... Just can't you just can't do it all, you know. So just having someone say part time just to take that load off a little bit will hopefully allow me to just sort of stay focused on on building projects that you know I love to work on. Really,
0: yeah. And is made by Kingfisher and Ryan Gittings like separate companies or? When it comes to invoicing and the tax people, are they the same thing?
1: They're the same thing. Effectively, they're the same thing. Um, technically, Gittings is just a trading name of maybe Kingfisher Limited. Um, all the invoicing goes through Maybach Kingfisher Limited, and even the initial query. Once you send it through to me through the freelance site, I get back with just the Maybach Kingfisher sort of um, right. um, you know signature and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it's it's an interesting one, and then sometimes I get called out on it. Like you know, w- w- what's this? Who's this? It's not even a call, but generally because the name is the same, um, and then some people question it, and I just explain, you know, that the reasoning behind it. Um, and it's it's never been a, an issue. I think it's just opened more doors. As I say, probably in hindsight, not as beneficial as I'd liked it to have been, but certainly helped. I would say, you know, yeah. it's, it, especially from an SEO point of view, because. The Made by Kingfisher site targets everything locally; it has all the local work, so people who are interested in local brands and companies they can see the portfolio that's basically curated for them. Um, and then, likewise, the freelance site is just all the stuff that's you know mainly sort of London or Manchester or Birmingham, then sort of areas where you know most of the, the people who are looking for freelancer are generally finding me. So it, it helps helps the sales process probably inadvertently a little bit, but as I say, probably not as effective as as I'd like it to be or I thought it would be
0: hmm that's really interesting on the made by kingfisher website i noticed you've you've got something and you you mentioned earlier about filtering through budgets and expectations and things like that you you actually have a thing on your contact form i noticed where like if you know if i wanted to work with you i had to say whether i was an individual company an agency something like that and then like my budget and it was a range various ranges um had, How have you found putting that on there? Like, does that help?
1: I never used to have that. I used to have a basic inquiry form. Um, But what I was finding was, so it's been a really, really refined sales process over the years, really. So I started initially, as everyone does, with just a basic contact form. It worked well. I obviously got inquiries. But what I found was there was a high percentage of low quality leads where it was eating my time. So as you can imagine, I work from nine till five. I have a period in the day where I'd like to be able to work on a project for a period of time, so I have that focus. So I'm not stopping and starting all the time. Initially, I had my phone number on there. I had a standard inquiry form. Lots, a large amount of low quality leads. So that you're talking people who are looking for like Wix, Squarespace, had under sort of three hundred pound budget. Who, who someone in the industry will cater for. But I knew that wasn't me. So it was absolutely pointless receiving these inquiries, spending time either replying to the emails for them or answering the phone and spending twenty minutes explaining why that is or or, you know, and you imagine that over a period of a week, and how much time I was losing, um, it, it just wasn't it wasn't effective at all. My initial sort of step was to remove my phone number and make sure all the all the inquiries went through uh, like a, a either a contact form initially, and then eventually I put in like a callback request so people could put a callback in. Um, once again, that was an effective step. It managed my time a lot better, but I was still getting them low quality leads. So then I started to introduce the the individual company element and then likewise the budget element just so I could either just for the people who have you know got 300 pound budget knew that I wouldn't cater for them because you know I I just can't that's where I sit in the industry someone will but that's just not me so it sort of put them off or reduced them amount of leads where that budget wasn't suitable and likewise with the individual company it just gave me another parameter to to sort of hone in on my sales process to know which way to go with it and how to approach it, whether to arrange a call straight away or to go down an email route where we, you know, I can send them like a type form with with a brief form in. So it's just about refining that sales process and, once again, ultimately trying to give me more time as a company owner, really, uh, and whether that's working on projects or managing the company, but just not wasting time on, on people, um, not necessarily mm-hmm. who who, you know, they will find someone for it, but I knew that just wasn't where I sit in the industry. So it just... Yeah, just about time management really, and I think that's one of the key things. Yeah. So it worked? Yeah, it, it, it works. Def- it definitely works. I would say now I have it, I have a really optimized workflow. As I say, when you start, you start to try and get everything and listen to everyone and try and get as many leads in as possible, but you soon start to realise, especially when you haven't got that time management where you're just getting a random phone call when you're right in the middle of something, or you get an emails that you want to reply quickly to because you want to show that you know you, you respond quickly and things you just can't sustain it for a period of time. You know, you might be able to do it for a period of months, but when you get, have that longevity and go over a period of years, you just you just can't do it. So I try and, like some of the things that I try and do to to sort of help with time management is try and keep a block between sort of before lunch and after lunch purely for projects. And then I allow sort of callback requests within certain time periods. So I use something like Calendly to um, manage when people can schedule calls in. And likewise, I'll set a time to... As, you know, a certain period of time to reply to new e- new inquiries in a day. So it still gives me that big chunk of work, you know, to actually work on stuff that matters, the clients themselves, but then also, you know, keep my sales process flowing um, as quickly and realistically quickly as possible.
0: You've mentioned the importance of SEO. Is that the main way that you get work as in people searching for you or searching for what you offer and then finding you or do you put yourself out into the world in any other ways?
1: Um, so I would say years ago, SEO was pretty much primarily the only way that I got work. Um, apart from the initial period when I set, you know, first set up where I said I had a lot of referrals and things, mm. I had a lot of work purely through SEO. And that was, as I say, turned back freelance web designer, um, people looking for web design locally. And that sort of worked for a period of time. I think, especially the last year or two, especially since COVID, that's changed a little bit. Um, there's more people looking for recommendations and word of mouth uh, why that is i haven't really got an answer for but i have a lot more referrals saying you know ex companies referred you um and obviously it makes it a lot easier to get the job anyway if you, if you've been referred and have that bit of bit of trust building anyway but in terms of marketing especially right now that is pretty much purely the only methods that are used so i have obviously word of mouth which probably makes up a larger percentage than it ever did right now as it stands and then yeah seo for both sites both the freelance site and the agency site uh and that's really all i do i don't uh, you know i've looked at things like social media um and a bit of offline stuff but it's just um yeah just not as effective you know seo is definitely i think where people go for um and yeah never really found any other method just as no, effective yeah really. so
0: you're not somebody who's like hammering linkedin or twitter or instagram or, or any of those sort of things
1: no not at all god you must have so much time in your day i'm jealous yeah. <laughs> no i've never and once again it's one of them things where i think should should i be doing that or you know, is there <laughs> well, going it to be sounds
0: like what you're doing works
1: <laughs> well yeah but to be fair like if, if i analyze my, my sort of current client makeup a lot of it i do a lot of um repeat work so uh, i do a lot of work with a company called reed and they're amazing amazing clients a big shout out to them but they um i do lots of campaigns and stuff for them so we do a lot of repeat work and lots of sites Um, i work with a company in london as well who do lots of little sort of mini projects and sites so i have a lot of repeat work that i've had for a long period of time now so that makes up my sort of base layer of work if that makes sense and then you have these inquiries that sort of layer it up and it gives me quite a consistent and steady income uh, which which is obviously great and, and they're really enjoyable projects so I'm in that lovely position where I can sort of pick and choose what I get to work on and um, you know if it sits with my values and and things like that so um, yeah very fortunate position um, but it's just one of the things that's just been built up over time really you know clients come and go but I think I'm fortunate enough to always so far touch wood in the in the sort of period of time that I've had always had these major clients who have given me repeat work sort of month on month which is you know a a blessing really
0: okay back with ryan in a moment you can hear how important seo has been to him it's how he gets his work beyond those first referrals it's all seo you can get your freelance website ranking higher in the search results get more google traffic for your freelance business and you can do that by using the hrefs webmaster tools. It's free. This isn't one of those 14-day free trial offers, it's just free. So it does an audit of your website, it then gives you a list of things that you can prioritize to change to improve your search results. It's what I've been using at being freelance.com. You can use it on your site. Start getting Google to work better for your business. Go to hrefs.com/slash awt, which stands for hrefs webmaster tools. See? So hrefs is a h r e f s dot com slash a w t and thanks to hrefs for supporting this episode okay let's get back to ryan's story you mentioned how important work-life balance was how have you found i guess switching off from one and and actually getting to enjoy life
1: uh i think that's a constant battle um i think that's my biggest you know, there's the biggest thing that wants me wants to make me go back to employment. Um, I I find it hard to switch off, I really do. So I can be sat there. So I do, as I say, I've got my main sort of web design work. I also have side projects that I'm working on. Um and especially the side projects themselves, because you're working nine to five on on your normal stuff, and then I try and keep a nice sort of work life balance, but I also want to actually launch a side project side project. And I've always been honest with that. I've always wanted to have something that I own. I run. Um, I want to to put out into the world. Let's say that isn't client based. It's something of my own. But having the time to obviously do that, along with you know the actual nine to five day, is challenging. And that's sometimes I'm often sitting there, maybe watching telly or trying to chill, and I'm just thinking about something in the back of my mind. Just because you just can't switch off. Um, mm. But to be fair, you know my family, my friends, um, they obviously hate help with that so you know i sometimes i'll be just sat working away and be like you're gonna to have to turn it off now you know it's um but I've, I've got better over the years to be fair um so as i say i strictly try and work nine to five anything outside of them hours is a side project um and even then i do sort of things like you know make sure i don't run over th- things like eight o'clock maximum turn it off so it's not affecting sort of sleep and things um and just set them clear boundaries really yeah, generally try and keep to routine, I think, is is the thing. Routine and structure and make sure you don't deviate too much from that. What sort of side
0: project are you working on?
1: So I'm currently working on an OS app. Um, so it's, I've, I've always loved Apple as a company. I'm a bit, a bit of an Apple fanboy. Um, but, yeah, I just love I love technology and I love any, everything around it. And that's probably why I love the web. You know, if you, you create products that people use, um, it's quite really, well, I find it really rewarding for, to see people using them and interact with them. And obviously, a web is one version of that. I've always had my eye on doing something with iOS. So in the background over the years, I've been playing with things. Um, just being involved in technology as a whole, I like to keep my hand over everything so I can you know, see how things are uh, uh, sort of evolving. And quite often, they overlap a little bit. So you have certain even design trends or, or interactions that cross over, let's say. And then, yes, yeah, so I've always wanted to do an iOS application. And uh, started work a couple, about sort of two years ago now, really, on it um and as I say, because it's side project side project, it's a bit of a slow burner, just basically like a movie and t v tracking app, just out like of personal need more than anything um <laughs> yeah, so um, been working away on that and continue to to be fair, so um you know look out for that in the in the future, but yeah, that's what that's what I've been working on
0: cool but uh, but having that side project helps you like you pointed out that it's not dictated to by a client. It's your thing.
1: Yeah, it just gives you that that freedom and that expression. I think, you know, doing the same thing day in, day out can get very monotonous and very, you have periods, I think, especially across the year where you just, just lose that bit of motivation. And that's not because of a specific client or a specific project. It's just you're doing the same thing every day. You know, as anyone knows, if, you, if you're doing that same sort of stuff day in, day out, you'll have a period where you just sort of get a bit fed up of it. Um, and I think obviously making sure that you're not doing too much work is, is obviously one way of dealing with that, but also having other things that, that sort of open the mind and give you the passion, especially with it being in the same sector, but not exactly the same. I think for me, gives me that bit of passion again, that bit of burn just to, yeah, keep involved, especially with technology, but then also just do something different and give your mind something different to, to work on. Um, and especially being freelance and not having colleagues and things, I think it can get you down a little bit, just working on the web every day. So as I say, I do the side project. I don't, it doesn't dictate my, my complete free time at all. Like I don't really work weekends on it at all. It's mainly evenings or if I have a bit of a quiet day where I've got a gap in work, I can just pick it up for an hour or two. Um, but I think, yeah, it just gives me that bit of bit of fresh air almost to to just sort of think about something different, but still actively use the mind. So you know, as even when I go on sort of vacation or holiday, um I i'm not one to just switch off i can't just sit there and switch off you know i'm always thinking about something and i suppose that's my way of of having a little bit of a break from the web and working on something different
0: yeah you said about you know not having colleagues and things like that like is there a are there other people like you basically where you live are you part of anything
1: that's a, yeah, a very good question so i've met up with a couple of freelancers over the years um and shared experiences and got to know them um but there aren't too many and there definitely isn't, or as far as I'm aware anyway, there isn't a community of freelance, especially in the web. I don't know about as a whole, you know, in terms of the digital community. I don't know. But um, yeah, probably something actually, you just give me an idea, maybe to set something up. So
0: <laughs> yes. So there's nobody like in your circle, as it were, doing what you do. So, so, So beyond that first boss you had, have you been figuring out everything
1: yourself? Yeah, basically, there's a lot of live and learn, really. There's lots of things that I would do differently in hindsight, but a lot of just learning on the job, really, and almost winging it. You know, and I think it's one of those things where people are a bit scared to try things or do things, um, but we literally live and learn by our mistakes, really. If you jump in headfirst and try and have a plan around what you want to do and how you want to do it and stick by some of your key sort of values and principles, you know, I don't think you can go too far wrong, really. You can just learn. Obviously, my situation was different because, you know, at the time, as I say, I didn't have too much risk. You know, that's the key thing. I think if I was to do it now, let's say, with the situation I'm in and, you know, getting married later this year, you look on it a bit differently. It's obviously a massive a massive risk now. But as I say, at the time, it wasn't so much. So I can sort of appreciate that as well. Um, mm. But it's just about, you know, different different people and how they how they sort of view things, really. Yeah, good point. And how about where you work? Do you work from home or? Yeah, so I have, I was lucky enough to sort of, I think one of my key principles, especially from when I worked in an office before, I wanted to have a dedicated space where I go and work. Um, so yeah, ended up building a little sort of office in, in the garden at my parents' house, lucky enough. Um, and that's basically where I spend all my nine to five time. Um, so I separate home and work very much clearly. And I would always go down that route if you can. If not, I'd probably end up working in like coffee shops or shared office or something like that, just to separate the two. Because um, I do find, especially when I've been working on side projects, uh, especially if I'm just working on the house, or I've had a bit of time off and I'm just working on something. Uh, I find it very hard to distinct when I've finished and then picking it up. It just something mentally doesn't doesn't click for me Um So I think having that dedicated space, whether it's a room, whether it's as an outbuilding or you're going out somewhere for it, for me, helps massively. Um, That might not be obviously the same for everyone, but for me, I think just having a distinct area where you say, that's right, this is work, here is work, and breaking that away from things like kitchens, living rooms, um, I think it it makes me more productive for a start. But then also when you do finish, you do feel that sense of, right, I actually am finished now. This is a separate space. You know, we, we, we sort of turn off now.
0: Yeah. Now, Ryan, I always do this thing where I ask for three facts about yourself to make two true, one
1: a lie, and let me figure out the lie. What do you have for me? Here we go. So I went to Vegas in 2019 and won a jackpot on a slot machine. (gasps) Second, I first owned a passport aged 23. And the third one is I've got every job that I've interviewed for.
0: All right. I feel like that last one is a trick. It feels like from your story, at least, but you only interviewed for one job. Uh, so when you were 23, you got your passport. What, where were you going
1: in particular if it suddenly you needed one? So it was my first holiday. We went to Disney World with my other half and we went for two weeks. Um, and that was my first holiday, yeah.
0: Then you got the bug for it. So you went to Vegas. So on a slot machine, you won the
1: jackpot. What was the jackpot? The jackpot was $10,000 um, and it was on a Wheel of Fortune uh, slot machine
0: wheel of fortune what well, as in like the tv show wheel of fortune as
1: in the tv show there was a big area right in the corner of the bellagio hotel uh, which had a linked up sort of four slot machines um and that was where it was
0: ah that's reminded me how much i used to like the wheel of fortune okay obviously the vegas one feels like that could be a lie but i don't want it to be i want you to have won that <laughs> jackpot and the fact that you very quickly had an answer for what the slot machine was and the hotel like that makes me feel like that happened like i said the job interview that kind of checks out i don't know but maybe you had a job before that maybe you got a paper round or something passport at 23 i mean again possible did you go on like a french exchange trip maybe maybe that's a lie yeah, do you know what? I want the jackpot to be true, despite it being the most outlandish of the stories. So I'm going to say the passport of 23
1: is a lie. Oh, I'm so sorry to disappoint, but it is the the Vegas that's a lie. But I, ah! but but I did go to Vegas, so that's true. I did stay in the Bellagio. I did play on the Wheel of, a Wheel of Fortune <laughs> machines. And and across the whole stay there, I actually sort of walked away with more money than I went with. So it's only the jackpot part was, that was a lie. And I wish, really wish I did, but I didn't. But to be fair, you know, I walked away with more money than I went with. And that was wow. more than I was expecting. So <laughs> Okay, that's good. Um, now, Ryan, if
0: you could tell your younger self one thing about being freelance, what would that be?
1: I think just to worry less, you know, uh, worry less. I think at, at the time when certain events happen, whether that's clients that are unhappy or, you know, something doesn't work out or you try something and it fails, just at the time you can get just really anxious about it and worry about it so much, especially, as I say, being freelance, think about it in the evenings and making it affect your actual day-to-day life. Uh, and when you're actually going through it, as I say, you sort of, it's really, it's like the only thing you can think about. When you actually look back, and then you think about what actually happened and that, you know, how you sort of learned and you moved on and, and in the grand scheme of things, it was a really small event. I think that's my thing. I, you know, I'm, I am a worrier, I think at the time, and I put a lot of expectation on myself. So, you know, I expect every client to be 100% happy with everything. And in reality, you know, any, anyone i have speaking to, they've always had something that hasn't worked out or or hasn't worked you know, to, to, to what they thought it would. Um, so I, I just say worry less, you know, there's, there's, bigger problems in the world there's things that are much bigger than one client being unhappy so just just worry less and and look on the bigger grand scheme things really like that
0: just one very short question I notice on your freelance website that you put your age so it says 27 and I noticed it like there's an old blog post and it said 22 like why do
1: you say your age because I don't often see that it's a good point. So um years ago I was very, very self-conscious about putting my age on there for obvious reasons. People going, oh, you know, he's you know he's 18, 19 years old, he's not gonna he's not gonna be as good as someone who's 30 or 40 who had that experience. So as I say, when I was especially under like 22, 23, I think it sounds very young. Um, but as I've actually got into that sort of twenty-five sort of bracket, um it's actually been a an advantage point for me. So a lot of clients have come and said it's really good that you're young because you're experiencing, well, you've gone, grown up in that generation of being around iPhones, technology. So I think it's it's another advantage point for me. You know, I've I've grown up in that technolo- technological space. Um, I use the t- technology and have, obviously, since, since I was very young. Um, and clients seem to respond to that. So that's why I mention it. And on my site, especially my freelance site, I try and put as much personality out as I can on there because especially as a freelancer you're investing in me as an individual you know so I got to convince you the client to invest in me as a person as well as someone who can obviously work for them so yeah I try and put as much personality on there I mentioned things like my favorite movie my favorite song just to try and get a bit of my personality out there on on the screen really and I try and do that as much as I can and I keep I keep that you know I have great relationships with clients who also man united supporters so you know we catch up on a monday after a bad weekend which is we have a lot of them lately (laughs) um and um you know just chat about life you know and i I think you know no matter who you work with if you put obviously work is very important and there's there's a job to be done always but there's also personalities and people behind every company so it's just about having that communication and having that good relationship and i think that's done me well over time really to to make friends as well as uh, as colleagues and um yeah as, as sort of working relationships
0: Yeah, I do like the fact that you count how many years you've been freelance in bad Manchester United season. Yeah. <laughs> which it's quite a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah, no comment, no comment.
0: Uh, it would almost be a shame if they now get really good again and uh, and spoil that bit of copy. Um, yeah. Ryan, right, it's been so good chatting to you. Go to beingfreelance.com As we are with all of our guests, you'll find show notes for this episode, including a full transcriptions. If you know somebody who can't listen, but they'd still love to hear Ryan's story, please do tell them, because we go to quite a lot of effort for that. Um, also, there'll be links through, so you can find... And and I seriously, check out what Ryan is doing with his freelance website and his agency-style website. So beingfreelance.com, there'll be links through to both of those so you can find uh, what Ryan is doing online. If you've enjoyed this, reach out to him as well. Please do share it, review it, and come join us in the Being Freelance community, freelancers from all around the world. You're not alone being freelance. But for now, Ryan, thank you so much and
1: all the best being freelance. Likewise. Great to be on. Yes, so there is Ryan.
0: Um, I mentioned, of course, as there are for all of our guests, links at beingfreelance.com. I do suggest checking out Ryan's freelance website. Okay, ryangittings.com, perhaps. Whatever, there's a link. Search for Ryan. There's a link. I just told you there's a link. Click the link. Check out his website. It's got a really lovely use of video, which we didn't talk about. We spoke about how he gets his personality in there. The video is great, though, because it shows him at work, so it shows a bit of him. So it sort of brings that uh, profile picture to life. But it also shows, like, the design element of what he does, the coding, like, developer side of what he does. It's It's a... Oh, and it's subtly got a Kingfisher in there as well. It's a lovely loop of video. Uh, very effective so yeah i'm just geeking out over it as somebody who makes videos and podcasts and looks at a lot of freelancer websites it's not i don't see a lot of people using video loops and i thought he did it really well so yeah do take a look at his website there's links at being which is where you'll find loads of other episodes please, if you've enjoyed this, do think about hitting subscribe or follow whatever it's called in your app these days and think about leaving a review as well because as you hear loads of podcasts bang on about, it really does make a difference not just to our egos. You can also support what I do with Being Freelance if it makes a difference to you, by sharing it, by reviewing it and literally by shouting me some free tea and biscuits. Uh, top up my virtual biscuits in by being beingfreelance.com slash coffee if you fancy it but hey, you know, I, I never expect it but when it happens I really do appreciate it okay i'm out of here i'll see you in the community if you're there if you're not go join and i'll see you for another episode very soon indeed in the meantime you have a great week being freelance